The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Gaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. As we were speaking earlier off the top of the show, we all uh, feel, I guess, like we lost an hour's sleep, which doesn't make sense because you'd think you'd go to bed an hour early. But how are you feeling today? A little sleepy, I guess. I'm guessing you're not alone as we sprung forward over the weekend. Getting enough sleep at any time seems to be a challenge for a lot of us. In fact, about one-third of Canadians are sleep deficient, getting less than the recommended seven to nine hours a night. Carrie Brown is a professor professor in occupational therapy, a researcher with the uh, Faculty of Rehabilitation and Medicine at the University of Alberta. Hi, Carrie. Did I get that right? <laughs> Thank you. Sorry to give you that big mouthful when we're all sleep deprived. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm just like, ah, I don't want to screw that one up. How, how are you feeling today? Oh, well, you know, I think like everybody else, a little bit like, oh, really? Mm. But, yeah. See, that's, that's just weird because I hear that. I know statistically that's backed up. There's more heart attacks. There's more traffic, traffic accidents. accidents. There's a lot of data to suggest that that hour makes a huge difference. I never feel the difference at all. Mm-hmm. So does that make me an outlier or am I doing something right? Well, I think, you know, you're one of those fortunate people. Um, and for a lot of people, it's not a big issue because, you know, we're, you know, when you're healthy and resilient and we bounce back, right? That's how human beings are. But there are certain groups of people that have um, less resiliency because they're younger or they're older or they have a health condition. Um, and it just increases their risk of having more problems. That taking that hour away and making their shift their cycle over and over again. It's not like going on vacation and having a bit of jet lag because you're excited about it. Instead, this is something that none of us chose and it was just imposed upon us. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if it's just uh, I, I'm feeling a little punky today because I'm <laughs> buying into the belief that I should be. You know what I mean? Is it, is it a mind over matter thing or if it's actually happening? I really noticed it. You know, you talk about maybe younger people and I hear, you know, uh, parents this morning on social media talking about how difficult w- w- it was with their kids this morning. I noticed it in my dogs. Mm-hmm. My dogs slept much later today, <laughs> which was nice. Yeah, dogs are good. They have a schedule and they don't really care who changed the clock on them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, you you talk about and, I, and I've read it in numerous articles, and we know that getting good sleep is important. That seven to nine hour range. What is it about that amount of time that is 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 beneficial for humans? Mm, that that's a great question, and all the researchers would love to know what the answer is too, because of course you know everybody wants to get away with less sleep if they possibly can, but. We don't know exactly why we require that amount of time, but what we do know is that when people get consistently less than, it seems like about six and a half, seven hours of sleep, when they're consistently sleep deficient, it increases their risk of having um, heart problems, of obesity, diabetes, mental health problems, certain types of cancers. I mean, there's really clear research about that. So. We're all trying to understand more about what's going on. It changes a lot with your physiology, right? And I guess there are certain things you just can't rush through as much as you might like to 
think you can train yourself to sleep less, what we know is that at different times of the night, your body is actually doing um, different things. You're in different stages of your sleep cycle. And it isn't until after about five, five and a half hours that we start to get much of what's called REM sleep. And REM sleep is where your body does a lot of the, um, the cognitive work and the emotional work. Hmm. And so physically, you might be able to get by on five hours of sleep, but you're not going to wake up feeling hmm. refreshed and bright and able to problem solve and feel emotionally well. So, you know, it, it's a cycle that you, you can't really cut corners on. Interesting. So that answers my next question, but perhaps I'll, I'll phrase it a little differently because my question was, does it have to be eight or nine consecutive hours or is it, you know, could you do four hours, go to work for a few hours, do another four hours, but given what you just said about REM sleep, that you wouldn't get into that cycle in time. So let me ask you a different question instead. I've heard before that naps um, can compensate for a lack of sleep, but apparently long naps do more harm than short naps. Is that true? Um, well, an, a normal sleep cycle is about 90 minutes, give or take a few minutes. So for most people, it takes you 90 minutes. You go through different stages when you fall asleep. It's a light sleep, then a very deep sleep where a lot of physical healing and metabolism and stuff like that happens. Then you move into REM sleep, and you can't jump back and forth. So the problem with a short nap, if it wakes you up in the middle of that deep sleep, you know, about mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes in, is okay. That's a, that's okay for a nap. But if you nap for about 45, 50 minutes, then you have to be woken up from that. Usually it startles your body and can actually do more harm than good. Hmm. So if you're going to have a nap, you either need like a 90-minute one that takes you through a normal sleep cycle, so you get the benefit of the REM sleep, or you should try to, you know, just a little cat nap, 10, 15 minutes. And it's different for each person, but, you know, like rule of thumb is what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Carrie, I'm curious to know, um, you know, my little Fitbit, my little sleep mm-hmm. tracker, you know, is showing me all sorts of interesting things lately. And I think uh, I put it back on specifically because, to be honest with you, I'm not exercising. Um, what? <laughs> but uh, just to follow my follow my sleep because I have been having um, massive problems with sleeping thanks to hormones, okay? Um, now, you can go to bed at 9 o'clock at night and sleep till 6 o'clock in the morning, but if, if, if you're you're waking up and it's interrupted numerous mm-hmm. times, like 23 times, 24 times throughout the evening or throughout the night. I'm guessing that that's not restful sleep at all. Yeah, exactly. You're Every time you wake up for a, a long period of time, it resets and you're going back to that light stage mm-hmm. and then you have to circle back down. So some people can go through a whole night where they never actually ever move into REM sleep. Oh. Um, and, you know, it's normal. Like, I, I don't want to sound like Cassandra here raising great alarm bells or anything because it's normal for all of us to wake up a little bit about every 90 minutes and usually we sort of go hmm whatever roll over go back to sleep that's just part of the normal sleep cycle it's when you wake up and then you start to think why am I awake and you start to worry about it or ponder on it or think well now I have to get up and you know go to the washroom or do whatever then that becomes a bit more problematic right because you're not just falling back asleep and going part of going through your regular um your regular cycle. Really wanted to ask you about this, Carrie. We have a uh, psychologist joins us once a month, uh, Gantz uh, Ferentz, uh, for a segment called How Does That Make You Feel? And one of the suggestions that Gantz had that we followed, I did in my home, was um, this blue light mm-hmm. 
that you could put at your desk while working or wherever you were, and it uh, gave you energy, it made you feel a little more positive. But I know we've had conversations about too much light in the bedroom when you're sleeping. Is it the exact same light having the exact same effect on the body? Oh, that's, yeah, that's really good point to bring up because in the daytime, we need, you know, light occurs on a spectrum, right? There's all the different colors, that Roy G. Biv for people who remember red, orange, green. Anyway, the blue end of the light spectrum is what alerts our bodies. So in the daytime, we need to have that. But unfortunately, most of us work in environments like a dim office environment or something where we're not getting any blue spectrum light or not enough blue spectrum light. We're not getting outside. We're indoors. But then at night, we want to turn that blue spectrum light off. And that's what all of our computers and tablets and laptops are exposing us to, blue spectrum light. And, of course, that's what we do when we go home at night, right? We turn on the TV or we work on our laptop or we're on our smartphone. And that's when it becomes a problem. So you want blue in the daytime, but by about 7, 8 o'clock at night, you want to be trying to eliminate that as much as possible. Hmm. Interesting. Put, put the phone, the iPhones down, I guess, eh? Because I've been in bed and sitting there scrolling through my Twitter feed in the dark and think that possibly can't be good for sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it's true. It, it's not good for sleeping, but unfortunately, you know, we all live in the real world, too. Um, and personally, I don't think that, you know, like the ideal situation is to turn off the devices but for a lot of people that's just not possible and i don't see any advantage to making them feel bad about it um, technology has created this problem for us and now there are technologies that can help us hmm. at least reduce the amount of, of damage that we're doing ideally you want to turn those things those things off but there are now um filters and mm-hmm. um, blue spectrum eliminating goggles that you can wear or there's filters and software you can download into your devices i mean there's they're not perfect they're sort of a compromise but for some people it's better than doing nothing right Mm -hmm. so it's um, interesting carrie because oftentimes in topics like this and others related to health or just well-being what you determine after a great deal of research is that your mom was right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I have to tell you, and since we've gotten into better ways to get a good night's sleep, and I, I, you came up with a few suggestions right there in, in your last answer, but typically every night, my wife and I like to watch a TV show, something mindless, funny, upbeat, but we ran out of shows. So last night, we watched an hour of Forensic Files. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then went to sleep. I had the worst mm. sleep. I t- my because when you talk about your body shutting down, what about your brain? Yeah, yeah, good point. I mean, our we know that our brains really, as much as we like to fool ourselves, we really can only think about one thing at a time. We can't multitask. Our brain can't attend to um, significant thoughts at the same time. And so, some people have found that what really interferes with their sleep are things like that, where they're you know, get very um, stimulated before bed or they're worrying or they're ruminating or something is going on. So if they can substitute something else that takes attention but isn't stressful, doesn't release, release a lot of stress hormones or make them feel uptight, that helps their sleep. So things like um, uh, an interesting but not overly exciting talking book <laughs> or mm. a podcast. I mean, again, this is using technology, right, to help with this. Or putting the TV, some people fall asleep with their TV on, and that exposes them to blue spectrum light all night long, mm. and the sound and everything else. So putting the TV on a timer, 
um, you know, those kinds of, of uh, I don't know if I can tell this funny story, but mm-hmm. I'll just launch into it because I, I have, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm interested in this. I, I also have trouble sleeping, and um, I use a talking book to yeah. help myself go to sleep. And I've been listening to the same book for about four years now. Because <laughs> I just keep falling. And I, it's almost like a habit now, right? I hear that book, I fall asleep. I hear that voice, I huh. fall asleep. And I thought one time I, I drive out to Manitoba to visit family all the time. And I thought, I'm going to listen to this book as I'm driving oh, out goodness. there. What the heck? You know, because I want to know how the story ends. <laughs> and do you know it was dangerous, actually, because I was so habituated to this book that it was making me nod off in the middle of the day. So wow. how, how... It wasn't Jay Lynn's book, was it? No, it wasn't. It was my book. <laughs> no, I'm not naming any authors here. That all was right. Me. Okay, Thank you. Fair Thank enough. you, Carrie. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> so a couple more tips before we wrap things up, uh, Carrie. What, what are there some suggestions to getting a good night's sleep? Yeah, it's, you know, I think don't beat yourself up is the first one. We, we're all doing the best we can. And, and I think understanding how our bodies produce sleep, the physiology behind it is key. So people can go to the Canadian Sleep Society um, website, and there's all kinds of brochures and information about, you know, how does light affect your body. So that's a good place to start. And then after that, it's about a routine. And I know that's not a very popular thing to say, but the most important thing anyone can do, and especially parents of children, um, the most important thing they can do for their child is make sure that they get up at the same time every morning. <laughs> because if you're getting up, then you're going to be better prepared to go to sleep at the right time. But when we sleep in and fiddle around with our body clocks like that, then we're not ready to go to sleep at night then, you know, it creates another problem during the day. And that's fine on the weekends, but then what happens, you know, come Monday morning, we're all in trouble. Hmm. So those are key things. And then I think, you know, educating yourself about light and understanding how that affects and using the, the technology that's available to us. And then I suppose the fourth thing, and this is just a cautionary tale, but because, you know, and I appreciate this very much, the media's done a wonderful job about helping the public understand about the importance of sleep. But now some people have almost seen this as a commercializable, you know, it's a great uh, market to start to cash in on sleep <laughs> assistant aids and technology and stuff. So you have to educate yourself so you don't get ripped off. Very um, good. Because there's all kinds of little devices that are being invented that actually are not very useful at all, but boy, are they expensive. Carrie Brown joining us this, after- this afternoon from the University of Alberta, professor in occupational therapy over there. Carrie, thank you so much for this. I could talk to you for an hour on sleep. <laughs> well, well, thank you very much. I certainly appreciate the opportunity. Take care now. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sleeping a little better from some of the uh, articles that uh, Carrie was in. She says, says, uh, take a hot bath or a shower about 45 to 60 minutes before you go to bed. That's right. I just find that, I find that makes me hot though and doesn't help me at all. Right, but that's the point. Like you take a hot shower, hot bath, it it elevates your, the temperature of your body and then your body naturally starts cooling down, which it takes as a signal that it's time to go to sleep. Yeah, tell that to my body. Okay. Hot flashes. (laughs) Yeah, not happening whatsoever. They say if it's too light in your room, to mm-hmm. wear a mask, a sleep mask. Yeah, I've tried that. Except I don't like the elastic around my head. No, I usually, I wind up with it wrapped around one of my legs. Yeah, so we have like the blackout curtains and we've added mm. another blanket on top. It's 
classy. Nice. At the ranch. Blackout curtains. And they say, visualize sweet dreams. Mm-hmm. So meditation or anything like that? Have well, you like tried s- to meditate? No, but I, like I said to the doctor, the professor, it's, it's funny how you can spend a lot of money on research to find out your mom was right. Mm-hmm. But when you think about, you know, my mom, when we couldn't sleep, would just say, well, why don't you just count sheep? Or why don't you, you know, because my mom knew what the professor knew is that the brain can only focus on one thing at a time. So if you focus on a boring task, your mind starts shutting down, right? And starts slowing down and you go off into sleep. She also says uh, to take care of your bedding because of the dust mites and the little bugs can cause problems with your breathing at nighttime. Well, we've talked about that before, washing your sheets at least once a week, and then the duvet, what do they say, once a month? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you remember that show, That's Incredible, years ago? Mm -hmm. I remember to this day, clear as day, them doing a study I on the bugs that, that are in your pillows that yeah. are on your sheets. And at that point, I was like, oh. And when they magnify those bad yes. boys, hey, don't yes. they look like something? <laughs> uh, hey, while we're uh, talking about uh, sleep and, and that sort of thing, here's a life hack for you. Um, I had mentioned earlier that we ran out of shows. Now, of course, we've got mm. Crave TV and we've got Netflix and we've got all these other uh, things. Google this. Netflix secret codes. Mm -hmm. And what you'll discover is um, that there's a whole lot of Netflix available to you that you didn't know was available to you. So Google that. It'll explain how you do it. But you basically just, uh, on your computer or device, you go to Netflix.com, and then you insert that number, and it will list specifically shows in categories that are not listed when you first log on to Netflix. Because they just, they base them, all they those base recommendations them on, on previous Right, so apps. whatever you've watched before, yeah. that's what they recommend to yeah. you, and they don't bother showing you everything in their catalog. Hey, Russell, what's on your mind? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good. Just going about the uh, sleep conversation that you guys are having. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just following up on uh, the story that uh, she was telling, I've got one kind of similar. Uh, Tell us. Kind of. Yeah, kind of like you, how uh, I'm the same way where I need uh, noise in the background to sleep, whether it's TV or radio. And so when I was young, I used to listen to uh, Zamfir. My mom got me hooked on that. (laughs) (laughs) Zamfir has sold more albums than the Beatles. Yeah. Really? Well, that's what the ad used to say. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he ended up coming to the Edmonton Jubilee one time. Mm Mm-hmm. And as a present, my mom bought tickets, and so we all went, and we were right, I think we were second or third uh, row, right in front of him. And it was it was pretty cool, and I enjoyed the music. And I'm listening away to it, and he starts in with the Lonely Shepherd album, which is the one that I used to go to sleep to. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last thing I remember about the concert. <laughs> nice. That's awesome, Russell. Thanks for the phone call. You bet. Have a great day, guys. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.